Hello and welcome to Robin and Stephanie's Crimeaholics podcast. Say hi. Hello. So tonight we are going to do Sins of My Mother. Sins of a Mother. Sins of a Mother. And that is the Lori Vallow story. So you can watch it on Netflix. Um, so this is just our views, our opinions of that show. Yes. So, what did you think of it, Steph? I actually thought it was really good. Um, I think she's crazy. Um <laughs> But yeah, but it kind of just goes to show you, like, I've always heard things about the LDS church and stuff like that. So I kind of, kind of brings it all into perspective how it's almost cult-like. Yeah, it was sort of reminded me of the Scientology. Yes, yeah, very much so. Very much so. Yeah. But I thought it was really good. And I just, I don't know. It was really good, I thought. So, you want to give some background on it? Or a synopsis? Yeah. So, um, I mean, basically, there was this uh, woman, uh, Lori Vallow, um, who was raised, basically, um, with the Latter-day Saint Church. Very young, was raised that way. You know, the Book of Mormon, all of that. Um, She had a baby out of, she got married and had a baby out of high school. Um, That relationship didn't work. And then she met... um, another guy, Joe, and they got married. Um, but she wound up leaving him because he was sexually abusing her son. And then she had, um, a daughter with him, but then they left and kind of goes into like her whole, like really diving into. So she um, had the daughter with him and then they adopted of a family's yes a, fr- a child family, yes. that was autistic right. right jj yeah jj um but i think that was after i thought that was when she met charles her and her husband had the little girl and then they adopted jj oh okay cuz he wanted um, he wanted to see both of them Right, right. You're right. Um, but basically, it goes into how she kind of uh, revolved her life around being involved in this church and the coming of Jesus Christ. And I think they called her like the doomsday mother. Like she did all this doomsday prepping and, you know was you know the coming of christ was coming and everyone had to prepare and she like really really got into that and how kind of she met this man who was also into it and they were supposed to be like the king and queen of the new kingdom and the new jerusalem and once everything happened and kind of basically you know a couple of her kids went missing and so kind of the whole story kind of goes into that so it seemed that the show had portrayed her uh that second marriage it it portrayed it as you know a, a good marriage you know she had the son from the first marriage and then her and the second husband had the daughter uh Tylee and then they adopted a family member's little boy that was uh autistic and, you know, he would need care for the rest of his life. So, yeah. So I think you're leaving out a relationship because if you were, well, I mean, I don't know. No, it was a while ago when you watched it, but she was married after high school to a guy named Joe and he sexually abused Colby. And when she found that out is when she left him and then she met Charles. So who is Colby's dad? Colby's dad is, okay. So Colby is her oldest son. Um, she had him when he was 22, right out of high school. She never really had a relationship with him or no, no, she did. She was married. She married him right out of high school. I'm sorry. But that relationship didn't last. She had Colby when she was 22. She left him or whatever, and then met Joe and she had Tylee. Um, 
And at that time, she had, um, after she had Tylee, she, that's when she kind of, I think, started, like, she loved attention. Like, she entered the Miss Texas pageant, and she was on Wheel of Fortune, if you remember them. Yeah. And she, like, God told her that she was going to be on Wheel of Fortune. That's when this all started. Um, But Joe, I guess, was you know, her second husband and Colby said that he was getting annoyed with him a lot as he was getting older would like punch him in the back of the head. If he like belched at the dinner table and Colby claimed to be sexually abused by him. And when he turned, when she told his mother that she chose to leave, um, like a good mother should. Right. Right. And at that point she had turned to the temple because she was afraid it was either she needed to turn to the temple or she was going to murder him for what he did. So, and I guess she confided in her brother, her one brother, Alex, about it because he was trying to be a stand-up comedian. And, like, they showed, like, a skit of him, like, actually making jokes about um, he how he tased this guy because he found out he was a pedophile or something like that. But then she wound up moving. And then that's when she met Charles Vallow. And then she married him. And then that's when they adopted JJ. And he had autism. Um, And Tylee and JJ were very, very close. Okay, so her two natural kids, obviously, were two different fathers. Right, yes. And then they adopted JJ, JJ. whose real name is Joshua Jackson Vallow. So that was from that husband okay so yeah i missed the husband in there yeah you missed the husband it's okay and there's just so many i mean right <laughs> but she really got into the church thinking it was the gateway to the temple it was going to bring her closer to god and then they had moved to hawaii for like three years because god told her that she needed to live in hawaii like who just picks up and moves to hawaii like, I'd like it. Right? I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> complain, but I, I have my doubts that God would be telling me to do that. All right, all right. So, again, we get into this whole religion thing. I mean, yeah. I'm not knocking anyone's religion because I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what you believe in and what you don't believe in. But what happens to these people that get consumed in these these religions like you know I've, I've yeah. been to plenty of churches in my life but never do I walk out of there and you know I'm, I'm going to change everything around and I'm going to give my my life to God and I'm going to sit on my bedroom floor and wait for him to talk to me like yeah I mean she claimed that he talked to her Right. She claimed that he talked to her and told her all these different things. And, you know, and when she was in Hawaii, I think her problems with Charles kind of started because she had confided in her one friend there that they had problems. And he wasn't Charles wasn't on her spiritual level like he she felt like he was holding her back. Yeah. So that's when she started, you know, knocking him down, per se. Right. But, I mean, it it seemed like they had a good marriage. And oh, yeah, definitely. This show, uh, Colby, who's now an adult, he does a lot of the show. And he, he just seems like a very well put together adult. But she did all this crazy shit after he had moved out so only the two younger ones were home tylee the little girl and joshua and colby the son was very attached to tylee because he always wanted a family he always wanted siblings and you know i think he was like what close to 10 when she had tylee yeah, probably. So he was very, you know, very excited, very much into having a little sister. Like he did all kinds of things with I mean, her. yeah, he just, he just kind of like, when he talks about her, you can see the love in his eyes. You know what I mean? And when he said when she was born, I was immediately like fell in love with her. Like yeah. he just loved her from day one. 
So even though he had moved out, I guess he was on his own. He still visited them. He still did things with them. He still called and talked to them. Mm -hmm. um, so he was still close with his two siblings. And, as much as he could be. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. She goes... I don't know, like, it was sort of like she was under a spell or something. Like, she, everything about her was different when she started really getting into the religion. Right. So, like, I guess at, they only lived, like I said, in Hawaii for three years. And then when they moved back to Arizona, um, you know, like you said, Colby had moved out. He had met someone. They were trying to build a life together. And then she kind of, like, that's when she kind of started really getting into and almost like you said, like, under a spell. Yeah. Like, she was really, like, just out there, very distant. Like, I don't know. Like, her eyes were empty. I, I don't even know. And it was a show. And... From looking it up after the show, I mean, they picked some really good actors that looked a lot like them. Yes. I was just like, oh my God, is that the show or is that real? Well, I think some of the footage in the movie was actual real footage of her. And um, the other thing I it's wanted like, to Because it was like a lot of body cam footage from like different times that the police yeah. had come out for things. Like... And just, like, her emotion, like, she just had no emotion. And uh, Colby had, like, home videos that he was playing, too. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when they interviewed her mom, okay, <laughs> number one, she looked like an old shoe. <laughs> Stop it. She was out in the sun. Do you know who she reminds me of? Who? <laughs> She reminded me of the old lady in Beetlejuice when they go to, like, when the two people in the house die and they have to go see the lady and she smokes and the smoke comes out her, um, comes out her throat. <laughs> the old lady, that's what she reminded me of. She looked like somebody <laughs> left her out in the sun. Right, way too long. Yeah, and then all that makeup on top of all them wrinkles. Right. Like, come on, that shit's just sinking in. But... I mean, I I was very, I don't know, just surprised about how much her mother was still trying to protect her. I think in the beginning, she was definitely still trying to protect her because they were all raised with this church. And she didn't think that she would ever, ever do anything like this. And they even went on TV after it all, like came out and defended her but now like at the end they were like i just i just can't believe that she did it and like she's angry now at this point because she thought she knew her daughter and she didn't okay so i just want to read this little piece mm -hmm. um so what happens is uh, colby has moved out he's in his own relationship his own place Mm -hmm. Um, she left the husband. Yeah, because he was a demon. Remember his name? He was a demon. Yeah, so she left the husband. She left Charles, right? She got, I don't know, immediately infatuated with Chad Daybell. Mm. And she thought he was... I don't know, the Messiah? I, I don't know the who she savior, was. like, yeah, like... She thought he was, like, next to God. Right. And he's the ugliest damn thing, like, going. Like, <sighs> ugh. Well, apparently he had told her, like, so he had written two books about his two near-death experiences, and now that, like, he was the right hand of God. Like, God spoke to him all the time, and that kind of thing because he had those experiences and they believe in past lives and that him and Lori had been married in past lives. Mm. So like she was totally obsessed at that point. Yeah. It, obsessed is a good word. 
But now he was married at the time, too. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah, they both were. <laughs> True. Because <laughs> she was still married, too. And she was yes. still with her husband at the point that, you know, she's infatuated running around with the other one. Right. And I don't know. I thought JJ's dad, I he just seemed like a, a, a nice, decent guy. Oh, you mean the grandfather? No. The oh, Charles? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so many husbands. Like, how do you keep them straight? Right. So, I I don't I don't remember exactly how it happened. So, she meets this Daybell idiot and, you know, they're going to I don't, I don't know what was it? God was coming back and right so they're they believe in this um this thing that there's going to be like basically an apocalypse and god has only chosen 144,000 people um who will be saved during the apocalypse and that they were the two that were going to create the new Jerusalem. And this was going to be in Rex and Rexburg, Idaho. Um, they, that they were the prophets of the new, the new coming of dawn or whatever you want to call it. So how was it that Chad convinced her that her kids were Satan or whatever it was? So apparently Chad had this, like he could look at people and basically he had this rating system. They were either a light spirit or a dark spirit. Um, and it would be like, I, I, I think like one of them was like a 4.1 dark spirit. And one of them was like a three dark spirit, and, which basically means they're demons and they're not really themselves. And there's demons living inside their bodies. And the bodies are just hosts to these demons. So that's, he convinced her that Charles was a demon and the demon was already inside his body. So, I forget the timeline of what happened first. Did Charles die first or? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how did they kill Charles? So basically Charles knew that she was going crazy. Um, he kind of like sent emails out to the family that she, you know, was crazy. She was accusing him of cheating whatever he had gone to Houston on business and he knew she, about that rating system too. Cause he told well, I think that. he found the email. Yeah. He found emails because he was sending them to the family. Like, this is what's going on. Like these are all the family members and what their ratings are and anybody who would come contact with them. Um, he was actually in Houston on business and she canceled his flight back to Arizona <laughs> and she had her brother Alex um, go and which well, he's another cuckoo cuckoo butt um, she had her brother Alex remove his truck from the airport and all his stuff from the house and cleaned out the bank account took all the money out of the account so he he finally gets home and he had already filed paperwork, Charles did, had already filed paperwork because he knew that she was like, needed some help, um, like with this called Community Bridges, um, where she would have to go and get like a psych evaluation or whatever the case may be. Yeah, and I he think it's a 72 hour hold. Right, right. 24 to 48 hour hold, whatever. And so he had filed that paperwork. He comes home, all of the cars are gone everything is gone and like they can't they can't find her or whatever so he knew like the next day that she wouldn't let jj miss school so he waited outside of school um to get her like i think he stole her pocketbook or something out of her handbag or oh, whatever yeah, yeah he did Right. So then, you know, the police get involved, then they give the handbag back. Well, then the only person in her family that actually believed him was her other brother, Adam. So he was going to fly into Arizona to do like kind of an intervention mm -hmm. kind of thing. 
And so he went to where Lori was living at the time after she left him to go pick up JJ for school. And Alex was there. And he had texted Adam and said, Alex is here. Now, this is where it gets weird. So he had a rental car. So that's her two brothers now. Right. But now Adam isn't there yet. It's just Alex is her brother, Mm -hmm. Lori's brother. He was at her house. Apparently, he had a rental car. She takes off in the rental car with JJ, and then there's gunshots. But then when you see the detectives asking her and Tylee questions, they heard the gunshots, but then left like it was nothing. Yeah. Like went and got McDonald's at the drive-thru and went and bought sandals. and like yeah, because they had like no shoes nothing. on. Right, or whatever. Um, so Alex had basically shot Charles and killed him. So like, and they show text messages and different things like that. He's a Z when they say he's a Z, that means he's a zombie. He's not really himself. So they were claiming all these people were zombies and they had to get rid of them all. So that's how Charles died. So did they kill Tammy Daybell next? Chad's wife? Yes, Chad's wife was the next one. Um, Her name was Tammy. Tammy, and they had five kids. And uh, it says here that she had been shot at in her driveway by a masked man with what was believed to be a defective paintball marker. The county sheriff's office did not find the perpetrator, Ten days later, Tammy was found dead in her home, uh, supposedly from natural causes. Chad claimed that she had retired the night before with a terrible cough and died in her sleep. No post-mortem autopsy was performed on Tammy's body at the time, as Chad had declined to do so, and the county coroner did not overrule his decision. Two months later, Tammy's body was exhumed and autopsied. The results were completed February 2021, but had not been made public. Shortly after, the Fremont County Prosecutor's Office announced they would be handling the case going forward. And in subsequent interview, one of Tammy and Chad's children, Emma, said that her family has not been contacted regarding the results of her mother's autopsy. Hmm. So they still don't know that? I mean, I, I mean, I would think they, they know now, obviously, because I think that's one of the charges well, against them. So, all right. But let, then the other thing, when Charles died, which I thought was really crazy, she had three different stories. Like when she called Colby to tell him, because the, Charles was pretty much the only man that really he knew and was really a, the only father figure he had. So he was really close to Charles. When he when she called Colby, her son, to tell him that Charles was dead, she said he had a heart attack. Yeah. But then she told JJ's school that he committed suicide. Yeah, so she couldn't even keep her shit straight. Right. And then, like, he had all these other stepsons because I think he was married previous or whatever previously. And she texted him, like, uh, just to let you know, um, Charles is dead. I'll give you all the details later, blah, blah, blah. And they were all texting her, and she wasn't answering them. Yeah, they were like, like you know, so crazy. what the hell is going on? <laughs> what what happened? Going on? Yeah, so, and then after they mysteriously die, the two of them disappear with the two little kids. Mm-hmm. So at this point, uh, Tylee was what, 16? Yes. And the little boy was what, eight or nine? I think he was eight. So she disappears with the kids. Now, her family or her parents are close to the kids, and the Vallo family. Charles's family, they were close to the kids too, right? Because it was two um, sets of grandparents. Know. I don't know so much because they didn't really go into his family. It was more her family 
and like whoever, like the Woodcocks, you know what I mean, which were JJ's biological grandparents. Okay, yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Right, right, that's who you're talking that about. Old yeah, man, that was really having a. And I think part time. of the reason that they killed Tammy, just to give a little back on that, is when she called about Charles's life insurance policy, which was a million dollars. He had changed the beneficiary three months prior to his death, so she didn't get anything. Oh. So sad. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, they need that money to start the new kingdom. Yes. <laughs> you know, because in that religion, it costs money. Right. So they end up disappearing with her kids, Tylee and JJ. Correct. And, you know, nobody's heard from them. Uh, Colby's having a fit. Him and his sister always texted. All of a sudden, she's not answering. Um, You know, he keeps calling to ask about the kids, how they're doing. JJ's biological grandparents kept calling and leaving messages. Yeah, because they they moved out of state right right after Charles died. Right. Like, they just packed their shit and moved out of state. Where did they go? Was it Wisconsin? (sighs) I want to say, well, no, I think they kind of stayed in Idaho because my, um, like, according to my notes, so she called Gilbert Police, which I think is in Idaho. Utah. Springville, Utah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Utah. I do remember Utah being in there. So I guess that whole whole idea was to run from the two dead spouses um, and to take these kids who they've already declared are dark spirits. Right. So at one point, somebody, I think it was JJ's grandfather, uh, asked Utah to do a well check because he hasn't heard, you know, anything about his grandson. So they do a well check at the the wrong place so they go who was that guy was it so wait so they went to the one address that they had and it was alex her brother who answered the door and chad was there and when they asked if jj was there they alex lied basically and was like no jj is in la with his grandma and the police officer's like well that Sounds a little odd considering she's the one that's calling for the well check. Well, well check. Well, first then, they said that, no, she doesn't live here. Her apartment number is blah, blah, blah. Right. So then they go over there. And then she said that the kids were with her friend. Melanie, right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then they called Melanie. And Melanie was like, uh, no. Right. And then Melanie called Lori and Chad and was like, you know, what the hell are you doing? Why are you right. telling them, you know, and I think she only said the little boy, JJ was there. Right. She only said JJ. They didn't ask about Tylee, but I guess because maybe she's 16. But then when they went back to get a search warrant, they were, everyone was gone. Cause like, I think they all lived in the same complex. So like Alex, he had gotten married. They, they were living like a couple doors down from like, where Lori and Chad were staying. Yeah. And like everyone was gone when they went back to do the search warrant after they found out from Melanie that JJ wasn't there. (laughs) Yeah. And it continued to get even crazier. So they can't find the kids. They're not enrolled in any schools. Um, You know, you can't get a hold of them on the cell phones they there's no pictures being posted of them there's no nothing so did they go to hawaii first before they put warren out yeah i guess they went there first yeah i think they went there first because at this point you know the kids are considered missing there was a twenty thousand dollar reward out for them Colby was like going viral, you know, begging them to come home and stuff like that. At this point, they were exhuming Tammy's body. Um, Alex wound up dying. I think the grandfather. And then they went to Hawaii. Yeah. And the grandfather, um, he was on TV, you know, begging. And Mm -hmm. then they had some kind of 
legal court papers or whatever that they had five days to show proof of life of those kids while oh while they were in hawaii yeah while Lori and chad were in hawaii they gave her five days they basically wound up kind of arresting her i guess um you know whatever and they gave her five days to like you said show proof of life but in the meantime her and chad had gotten married while they were in hawaii we found that out later yeah and there was no kids at that wedding right so like i've never heard of that before I, I never heard you had five days to show proof of life. Like, where the hell are the kids right. now? What do you mean five days? That that gives them five days to run or come up with another so, story. Right. Or... Which was kind of crazy because, like, when they showed the news things, they were like, five days. Who gives them five days? Like, what's that? Like, yeah. you've never heard of. <laughs> That's what I was saying. No, you right. take me to them kids right now or you're going to jail. Right. And that was like in November of 2019. And it just just kept getting uglier and uglier and uglier. So I I still, I'm lost on uh, the chronological order. So... Well, the kids were declared missing on December 20th of 2019. On January 3rd, they got a, a search warrant to search Chad's home that he had in Rexburg with... Um, in Idaho with his wife, Tam. Right, in Idaho. They found them in January 2020 that they were in Ohio. I mean, I'm sorry, in Hawaii. And then they basically arrested them both, I feel like, and brought them back to the States, you know, the continental United States. Um, brought them back to Idaho um, to face charges. So where in this timeline are they finding the reason for deaths of the the brother and the other spouses? Well, I feel like um, that doesn't happen for a little while because she had a bail hearing. She still They still weren't talking. Like they were not cooperating at all with the police. And when they kept asking, like, and every time people would see them out in public, they're like, where are your kids, Lori? Where are your kids? She just walked by, smile and not say a word. Um, And just a little back. Was that still in Hawaii? No, this is when when they came came back. back. This is when they came, brought them back to Idaho. But they technically got married 13 days after Chad's wife's Tammy's memorial. So between Tammy dying, it was only 13 days. All right. So basically when all this happened. All right. So Tammy but died. But they were in Hawaii what, for a little while before they got caught. What day did Tammy die? Um, I want to say, hold on, I have it right here. Uh, wait. Tammy died the day after, a day or two after Charles. Oh, that's okay. That's what I was trying to get to. I was trying to correlate. Yeah. So it was like Charles died. Tammy died like a day or two after, and then they took off to Hawaii because then Alex died. They killed, I guess they killed Alex too, because he was the only one, like he was basically like their scapegoat. I feel like, because he was doing all the dirty work. Like he's the one that killed Charles. And I think he's the one that killed Tammy. You know what I mean? And like, so he was, he knew too much. I feel for them. So they killed him. They had him killed. Yeah. So you have to watch it because that's the only way you can keep it straight. Because here we are a week later. I watched it a week ago. I've watched 10,000 shows since then. And my (laughs) chronological order is all messed up. So when did they find the kids? So hold on. So let's say she had her bail hearing in March on March 6, 2020, um, her bail was set at a million dollars. She smiled the whole time. Like, she just, I, co- I just wanted to reach through the TV and punch her. Well, I did. Like, she way before she even like, took them. so fucking happy. And, like, here you are being charged with, like, the death of your children. And But then, like, I guess she had a conversation with Colby um, where she kept bringing up Abraham. Um, the book of Abraham, which is, you know, God said 
you must you must sacrifice your son to show faith. And then Abraham got a knife and put it to his son's throat and was going to kill his son. And then God said, no, this was just a test of faith. So that kind of was like a clue right there. Like she sacrificed her kids to show faith kind of thing. The whole time she kept saying the kids were safe. The kids were safe. She never let on that they were like gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they just thought that like and her family especially her mom and her sister who went on tv basically defended her like no she wouldn't do that they're out there somewhere safe blah 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 the last known photograph of the kids was september 8th of 2019 when they were at yellowstone state park and that was the two kids that was the two kids and then on september 9th of 2019 when they went back and looked at like uh, cell phone records, Chad's phone was pinging in the backyard for like two hours. And he had texted Tammy because she was still alive at that point and said something about he killed a raccoon and it's now in the pet cemetery. So they knew to go look there. So I think it was June of 2020 is when they went and found the remains in the backyard. Of the kids. Yes. They had human remains were found um, on June 9th of 2020. Near the fire pit, fire pit and pet cemetery with charred flesh. How do you do that? I just, I don't understand. And the, the other thing is the little girl was 17 at this point. Why didn't you just let her be or let her go live with her brother? Like, she don't need you. She's 17. Right. I, I mean, mean, I don't know. I guess maybe she maybe she witnessed too much because I feel like, I feel like when Charles died, when you see the, well, you have to see it because when Charles died and they're interviewing Lori and her on the street, like, neither one of them asked, is Charles okay? Like, and that had been her dad for how many years? Yeah, so it says June 9th, 2020, human remains are found on Chad Daybell's property in Idaho. Daybell is arrested later that day. He nice. is charged with two felony counts, destruction, alteration, or concealment of evidence, and held in the Fremont County Jail. June 10th, Kay Woodcock... The biological grandmother of JJ announces that one of the sets of human remains belongs to JJ Vallow. The Ryan family confirm that the second set of remains belong to Tylee. On June 13, 2020, authorities officially confirm the remains are those of the children. Court documents later show that Tylee's body was dismembered and partially burned while JJ's body was wrapped in black plastic bags and secured with duct tape. June 29th, police execute another search warrant at the home of Chad. Uh, July 17th, Lori Daybell's jury trial was set in Madison County for January 25th through the 29th of 2021 on three misdemeanor charges. August 7th is reported that Chandler, Arizona police are planning to file conspiracy to commit murder charge against Lori for the death of Charles. And then August 21st, 2020, Chad Daybell pleads not guilty to four of his felony counts against him so like this is all over the place like there's just states and states involved with this shit well and then i guess she was also at the time she wound up not even having a preliminary hearing because they found she her still hasn't well yeah so she was found incompetent to stand trial so she has since been since 2020 has been in a mental facility a mental health facility and so I just, could, I so just, be, you know, um, found competent, like, or whatever they call it, like rehab her brain or whatever to be able to stand trial. And she was actually just this April found to be competent enough to stand trial now. And supposedly her and Chad will have a joint trial in 2023. So 
I think, let me make sure. So she was supposed to be on trial now and she's incompetent again. Where'd it go? Let me find this uh, shit. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just reported, I want to say, yesterday. Oh. But it does say that their trial is going to be in January of 2023, but I don't even know if that's true now. Where'd it go? Hmm. Uh... She's just, I don't know, you look at her face, if you look her up and Google her, it's just like, she just looks so smug. Yeah, it just says, where are they now? Both Lori and Chad are incarcerated awaiting trial, which will reportedly take place in January 2023. But at one point, she was competent. And they were going to start the proceedings, and somehow she was incompetent again. Yeah, I'm like, come the hell on. Well, I know they are pursuing the death penalty for both of them, which is rightly so, but... Well, they need to, because now we're talking about spouses, a brother, two right. children. All because they were demons, and they didn't have, you know... They were on the rankings of not being. But I swear, all these religion ones really just throw me for a loop. And it goes it goes as far back as the Holocaust. Like, how? I don't know. I, I just don't understand how people can be so gullible and follow something one person says. I mean, if uh, it's crazy. If five million people came to me and told me I had to kill my kids because they were evil, I still wouldn't do it. Yeah, neither would I. You know what I mean? So I, I don't understand. But some people feel like, like I mean, I, I, I mean, I get everyone's entitled to their religious beliefs and and, and all of that. You know, it's one of the what is it amendments or whatever. Um. You know, you're right, you're right for religion or whatever. But, I mean, sometimes I think some people take it too far. Yeah, but I don't, where, where are these gullible, pliable people that really wholeheartedly, 100,000% believe stupid shit that makes no sense to your common person? People who believe that God is everything above all else. Like, there's people out there who hold God higher than their family. And I, I just, I don't personally get it. You don't personally get it. But everyone's yeah. entitled to their, you know, I mean, obviously grew, it's just our opinions. But we grew um, up with religion and church right. and, you know. We went to church Wednesdays and twice on Sundays and, you know, did activities with them. But I don't, I don't know. I just, I mean, I believe there's a higher power. There's a God, whatever your religion calls it. But never in my life have I ever been so consumed by what someone was trying to convince me of. Right. So I I just I don't understand where where a bunch of these people come from. But I guess when you grow up like that, even like the whole Scientology thing. Right. I guess when you grow up like that, that's that's all you know. Well, I mean, I did, you know, they they really believe in the scriptures and that there is going to be like a I don't want to say a zombie apocalypse, but there's going to be like where the world's going to end. And so God's going to basically end the world so he can start fresh kind of thing. And that's what these people believe. And that's why they do these doomsday prepping and, and all of this and that, because that's what they you, believe. If you read any of the Bible, which I'm not good at reciting it or whatever, but... I want to say if I go to four different 
churches, for different religions, they all have a different explanation for that same scripture. So Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not it's not written in stone. People twist and turn that any way they want to believe it. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. So I, I'm I still get just so bothered by how many people are just so gullible and moldable. I don't I don't know. What is it called? Like they're Gullible. like in a trance. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It is, but that's just because it's not. It's not. Um, it's not us. But there are people out there like that. There is, and there are so, quite a few religions. Quite a and, few. And cults. Do you notice how it seems to be out in the Midwest, though? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Well, that whole. Um, like the Book of Mormon thing, and that's a lot out there. And, you know, I, correct me if you ever heard anything, but I've never heard anything good about the Book of Mormon. Like, everyone that, I don't know, is anywhere social with it, I don't ever hear good things about them. I mean, I don't really, I mean, I try not to talk religion with people because I feel like that in politics, I don't. I don't talk to people about, so yeah, if I, I come very, across a Mormon, I don't know it. <laughs> I feel very uneducated with the different religions. Right, exactly, exactly. So I, I try not to be, and I try not to be judgmental because, again, like everybody has their own thing and everybody has their own beliefs and everybody's entitled to their own beliefs. Right. Obviously. It's exactly. Just, it's just not our thing. Do you know what I mean? And so we're not. We're not saying yeah, that and know, I'm not, Mormon people are bad or the Mormon religion is bad. It's just, it's not our thing and we just don't know enough exactly. about it. So, yeah, I'm not trying to knock anyone's religion right. or beliefs. And as I said, I feel very uneducated mm -hmm. in the religion department. Like the only religion I know of, and I'm going to group them all together and just say Christianity whether right. you're Catholic or Methodist or Protestant or whatever, that's the only religion I know. But uh, like Clearwater, Florida is uh, like a Scientology headquarters. Oh. So, of course, when we went to Clearwater, Florida a few years ago, you know, when we went past there, I was like, oh, well, what's that about? So I came home and watched the... Leah Remy. Oh, I want to watch that. You haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Well, I love her. Yeah. That's a whole nother, <laughs> another ball of wax. But again, that's only her story. I haven't heard the right. other side of the story. So I am very uneducated on different religions. And I don't know that we necessarily have a lot of different religions in this part of Jersey. I mean, I'm sure we um, do. Probably. I mean, we probably do. We just don't really pay much attention to it. Yeah. I mean, my mom always said, don't talk religion, politics, or sex to anybody. Exactly. But I probably break all three. I mean, I probably break the last one, but I try not to talk <laughs> religion or politics with anybody. I'll talk about sex all day long, but... Not religion and politics. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm very uneducated in uh, politics too. Like, oh, I thought you were going to say you're very uneducated in sex. I was like, what? <laughs> Just kidding. We know you're not. We know you are. We know you're very educated. But like, I'm independent on politics because I, I couldn't go one way or the other because again, I don't know much about it. Right. And I am not going to take my time to research it or learn about it because I really don't care. Right. You know what I mean? Whoever's I, telling the best lie is the one I vote for. I don't care. Red, blue, <laughs> green, orange, whatever. But anyway, so that was totally off topic. So yes, anyway, these two are charged with murdering the children. Did he get charged with his ex-wife? I want to say I feel like he was. I feel like that's one of the one of the things he was being charged with. 
Okay, so let me just do. But uh, maybe not because I feel like he he maybe it's conspiracy he might have been charged with on his wife because I don't feel like he did the actual act. So it might be conspiracy to commit murder because he's not the one that actually committed the murder. I feel like that was Alex and he's dead. So let me go Which through. Which is the same thing with her. I think like she's being charged with conspiracy. I think they're both being char charged with conspiracy to commit murder of each other's spouses and their own spouse, but not the actual act of murder. So let me go through the 2021 and the 2022 timeline. So in September 21, it says Judge Boyce found Lori Vallow to still be incompetent based on the progress report from the mental health facility. She was given another 180 days to, to attain competence. In October 2021, Judge grants Chad Daybell's request for a change of venue. And in December of 21, the judge removes Mark Means from Lori Vallow's defense team because there's a conflict of interest relating to having previously represented her husband, Chad Daybell. Why did it take you that long to figure that out? I don't know, but here's something interesting. So, okay. So Daybell and Vallow are being jointly charged with conspiracy to commit first-degree murder and grand theft by deception for the death of Tylee, first-degree murder on the death of Tylee, conspiracy to commit first-degree murder and grand theft with JJ, first-degree murder of JJ, conspiracy to commit first-degree murder of, and the death of Tammy. Chad is being charged with now that's they're both being charged with those things. Chad separately is being charged with first degree murder of the death of Tammy, insurance fraud for the life insurance policy he had on Tammy, <laughs> Tammy which he was the beneficiary, um, and he was also charged with another count of insurance fraud. She's being charged with grand theft related to Social Security survivor benefits for the care of Tylee and JJ Vallow that were appropriated after the children went missing and were found deceased. She's also being charged with conspiracy to commit first-degree murder related to the death of Charles. So, wait a minute. Was she collecting life insurance on the kids? No, she was collecting Social Security because Charles was dead and they could get Social Security benefits on the kids. Oh. So she was getting Social Security because that's one of the things she said. Like, because when she called the life insurance and she wasn't the beneficiary anymore, she's like, well, at least I can get Social Security for the kids. Right. I do remember that. Right. So, so she was collecting Social Security for the kids even after they were deceased. So... I want to go back to the 2022 timeline. It says in March, prosecutors in Arizona announce they will not file conspiracy to commit charges against Chad in the attempted shooting case of Brandon. <coughs> I forget who Brandon is. So, okay. So Brandon was, um, let me go back to my notes. So her niece, she had a niece, Melanie. Um, a different Melanie than the other Melanie, Lori's niece. Um, she was divorcing this guy, Brandon, because I think, um, for whatever reason, Melanie was divorcing, whatever. They thought he was an evil spirit too. He was a dark spirit. And someone had drove by when he came home one time and shot out the windows of his car while he was in the driveway. Oh yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Something like that. So then in March, it says the judge denied Chad Daybell's request to separate his case from Lori's. Uh, judge Boyce declares that Lori Vallow is now competent to stand trial. So that's April 11th. She was right, that's what I had, right. from the mental health facility into the custody of Fremont County Sheriff. And then on April 19th, it says she was arraigned. She was silent as her lawyers put in a plea of not guilty for her. 
Her trial is set for October 11th, 2020. So that's today to Uh. December 16th, 2022. And then April 28th, it says Judge Boyce denied the request from Chad Daybell's attorney to drop charges. The judge also denies a request from the prosecutors to have a jury transported from Ada County to Fremont County for the trial and reaffirms that the trial will happen in Ada County. On May 2nd, it says the prosecution announced that they will be seeking the death penalty for Lori asserting that she qualifies for capital punishment because the killings were exceptionally depraved and financially motivated. And then on May 26th, it says the start date of Lori's trial has been changed from October 11th to January 9th. This is to make sure that her and Chad Daybell will be tried together And then the last thing it has is July 15th, Lori Vallow Daybell's attorney asks Judge Steve Boyce to clarify language and charges, separating potentially joined counts. So if she was competent, I guess they moved it so that they can just do the two of them together in January. That's what I'm thinking. Because you got to figure, like, why have two trials that's all related? Why have to bring up why have to bring up the facts of the case twice? You know what I mean? Why reopen old wounds twice? It was just, it was so sad that um, Colby was on there, you know, and he didn't know what was going on. And then when he found out what was going on, he was just, you know. I think he felt really guilty because he was, like, uh, you know, he had found, you know, his wife and, you know, he was trying to have his own life and he kind of didn't see what was going on because he wasn't around as much, even though he tried to keep in contact with, you know, yes. Tylee. So there was and some he wound up having too. a baby and he was just focusing on his own family. And I think he feels really guilty that he yeah. didn't, he could protect them. Yeah, you could definitely see the guilt. The, yeah. the pain, the sorrow. I mean, I actually teared up at the end. So when he went back to Hawaii to place the three ladies in the thing yes. as like a memorial, like I, I teared up. I felt bad. So he did end up getting married and had a child of his own. And, you know, even with all that going on, he still seems like, you know, he's doing well. I mean, I'm sure there's depression and everything else, but, you know, I'm going to guess that his little girl brings him a a lot of joy, right? you know, and reminds him of his siblings. And they they try to keep Tylee and JJ's name alive. Like his wife said she had like a, you know, one of those blankets made with, you know, pictures of them. Yeah. Their little daughter knows like, oh, look. JJ and mm-hmm. Ty Ty. So they, they keep the kids' memories alive that way. Yeah. Um, the, the grandmother finally at the end, you know, she was uh, in shock that her daughter really did that. But I think she does finally believe that her daughter did that. Yeah, I think she does too. As much as she wanted to defend her in the beginning. But, yeah, if you haven't watched it, I definitely recommend watching it. Yeah, it was very good. Just wanted to reiterate, this is just our thoughts and opinions. I mean, you know, we're we're only, you know, talking about how we feel and what we've seen. Of course, we don't know 100% facts because we weren't there. Right. But, so. It was good. If you get a chance, watch it. Three episodes, hour piece, Sins of a Mother. Yes. Netflix. <laughs> so with that, we'll bring this to an end. And I hope you could follow along because I was definitely confused of where I was. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I'm not quite sure, 100% sure what we're doing next week, but stay tuned. We did get a request to do a local murder that we will be looking into. So if you have any questions, comments, uh, anything you would like us to do, please reach out our, uh, to our socials. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. It's Robin and Stephanie's Crimeaholics. And we look forward to next week. Yep. And I hope you enjoyed listening. Have a good night. Peace out. Girl Scout. <laughs>